0: Hey, what's up, everyone? Tim Chuck here, and I'm just out and about. We're headed to Hawaii in a couple days, and I'm just getting some stuff taken care of before we leave. We'll be gone for two weeks. We're going to take the kids, and uh, I haven't been to Hawaii in, since we were married a couple years ago, so really looking forward to that, and I wanted to, I thought, while I'm on the road here, I will just record a quick episode for you and share a kind of behind-the-scenes um in terms of a conversation I had with my sales manager we were we we're kind of celebrating some wins looking back over the last quarter and we're looking forward and just talking about you know how to how to maintain that that momentum um, looking forward over the next week and month and quarter ahead and so the three kind of buckets that I wanted to share with you are really strategies I think of these three things as as kind of my secret weapons when it comes to just making the most of every day and every week and every quarter, and the first one I want to talk to you about is constraints. Constraints, and I chatted about this um, a few episodes ago, I think, when I talked about the 80/20 principle and how you can leverage that, which is essentially a constraint, where you say, you know, what are the what are the 20% of of things that are yielding you know 80% of the results, and so you can look at the 20% of your customers. You can look at the 20% of your activities, how you're spending your time, what are the things that drive the biggest bang for your buck in terms of how you manage your time, right? And so that's that's a useful constraint. And another way to, to approach it, another way to use a constraint is to say as, as, a, as a limiter, if I only could do three things today, what would they be? If I could only get three things done. And so if you've got a list of like 10, 20, 30, 40 things, it forces you to, in a really simple and, and quick way, to pick the and prioritize and order it. And because you're doing it and you're just picking three, you don't have to go through the tedious exercise of rank ordering everything in your life. You just say, okay, if I could only get three things done, this is what, this is what they would be. This is what it would be. And you can take the same rule to your week, right? If I could only get three things done this week, what would they be? And so this is a example of using a constraint to identify and decipher um, the things that you should be paying attention to, right? And if you provide a constraint, of course, why are you making this decision? Why are you bringing these things to the, to the top of your list? It's because uh, if you can only if you're minimizing your quantity, right, the only option you have is to increase the, the value or the yield of, of the things that you're selecting. So you're, you're forced to make that decision. And you're forced to identify those things that have value. And so number one is, is the constraint, the constraint question and, and using constraints in general, in terms of, you know, how you strategize within your business and how you plan out your activities and your time. And it's just a really powerful way to, to quickly and, and easily um, help you to focus and, and get focused. And often I'll do that when I feel like, oh, I've got a million things on my plate. I feel like I'm getting spread in a million directions. You need to kind of stop and realize you're just one human being. So what can you do? Well, you can only really do one thing at a time. Um, separate from that, you can you can let go and delegate. So you've got a couple options, right? You can you can put some stuff on ice and focus on the most important things in front of you. And or you can you can say, okay, I can't get this done, but I know somebody else who can, and I'm gonna let go and and delegate it out. Uh, but the the constraint question allows you to really to really get at that. And, and like I say, this is, it's something that I use, I call the three by three strategy and I do it quite often when I feel overwhelmed. And even in my weekly planning strategy, using the productivity funnel tool that I teach, that's thats one of the productivity patterns is you minimize your work in process and the, uh, the planning for the week, you literally are just, okay, what are the, if I could only pick three, what are they? And you, you bring them into your week. And so number one is constraints constraints this is the first strategy that I wanted to share with you second strategy that I wanted to share with you that we we're talking about is the power of small kaizen small kaizen kaizen is a Japanese term and it means um, to, to change for the better is the literal translation I think if I'm remembering correctly I used to I lived in Tokyo for two years in my early 20s so kaizen rough translation is change for the better and it has been I posted, I think a few months ago, if you look at the most successful car manufacturers in history, let's see if I can drum it up, but if you look at Toyota and you look at Toyota's profitability, there is no other manufacturer that comes anywhere near Toyota in terms of their profitability. Why? Because they've mastered this thing called small Kaizen. And so what they've essentially done, change for the better, is they have unleashed small improvements and essentially in a, in a very decentralized way. So essentially giving everybody not only the, the authority, but empowering them to fix things that are broken, little things, focusing on little things. And they average, uh, last time I checked and looked into it, it was something obscene for having like 200,000 plus workers, seven implemented small improvements per employee. I think it's per year. So if you think about that number of improvements across all the functions, across all the departments, across all of the geographies—they are just ratcheting up relentlessly every day. All those little areas, all those little leaks, are getting are getting plugged. Um, and so, small kaizen is incredible. And so, I was talking to my sales manager, and we were talking about—you know—he's super excited because every day it's like, okay, what can we? What is a small experiment that we can run? What is a small area that we can improve today? really small. And then we can, when we're going to be meeting again, um, let's check in, if it doesn't work, that's fine. What did we learn? And then we take that learning, and we implement that, we improve it again. And if it does work, we've just gotten, you know, 1% better, we've moved ahead an inch. And small Kaizen is so much more powerful than than innovation, big innovations, big innovative steps. Um, because it's it's these small little improvements that especially when you're like scaling it's the small issues that amplify and create big problems and so looking for those small little problems and just building that muscle of identifying them and just fixing little things every day and getting into that small Kaizen uh, mindset and I can tell you that in my own business on the so I was talking about the my coaching business I was talking to my my sales guy in our, in our coaching business perfect week but in my manufacturing equipment distribution business when we first started implementing a continuous improvement small kaizen program we we hit over 200 um, improvements implemented within the first year or close to it 200 tiny tiny improvements a couple examples um, you know one of them was we kept getting uh, asked for our Wi-Fi password in our customer lounge when customers are waiting so we just posted the Wi-Fi password that's an example of a tiny tiny improvement Um, in our software little things that were buggy um, little ways that we could eliminate redundancies um, standardize some of our paperwork all these little things started to add up in the shop and and literally we we hit around 200 can you imagine 200 little improvements in your business and so this is a mindset that um, it's a muscle that's developed because you have to you know, there's a switching cost, and, and people naturally and inherently don't like change, right? So you have to kind of embrace the change, and that's why it's literally translated change for the better. It's not just change. It's change for the better. We're taking all those little frustrations the things that are bugging us, all those little thorns, and we're just fixing them one at a time, all the little ones, in the, and they just start to stack up. So um, small kaizen is one of those things that I think has contributed to—I could probably trace back— the majority of any successes that I've had in my life and my business to small Kaizen and just making things, you know, 1% better. So that's number two. The third thing we talked about was just around this notion of, you know, business and life. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And there, there really is no destination, right? There's not, there's no moment. I can, I can think back to some major achievements that I've had. Like personally, I remember financially one of my achievements or one of my goals way back when was to, to be able to make a thousand bucks a day thousand bucks a day and I, I can remember when I finally achieved that it was like Man, that feels good that's that's really cool okay what's next and so it felt like base camp it was like the new base camp and there's really no kind of destination because we're us humans are like hardwired for just constantly especially entrepreneurs for for just growing and, and uh, you know always changing and so how do you how do you deal with that you know potential disappointment where you set a goal and then you reach the goal and you're like oh okay what's next and so what we were talking about was was rituals and in fact this trip to Hawaii is an example of a ritual um where I always need something to look forward to and so I have some some big things and I have some little things and the little things I like to have um each day something to look forward to and oftentimes it's like a small piece of chocolate after dinner like really small or I go and buy like some of my favorite um drinks uh what is it called there's a couple drinks like bubbly i don't know if you heard of that um not alcoholic but just just drinks to kind of reward myself and they're comp- they're really kind of little these rewards but it's a way to it's kind of like um just rewarding yourself just like a <laughs> i hate to say it like a dog with a with a biscuit or a treat we're we're not much different in that respect and so i just i like to put my head down, use the constraints, figure out the stuff that's going to move the needle and and when I get those done I reward, I reward myself in in little ways through these rituals. And um you know when I look forward to them and I allow myself to enjoy these little things, it just makes the journey kind of fun. And then I have big things and, and Hawaii is one of those big things where I always like to have a vacation in the books for example for our family um so I can I can look at a calendar and I can we kind of count down and we enjoy the anticipation which is kind of half the fun when you're planning a vacation and I'll look at we'll look at like YouTube videos of you know Hawaii with the kids and start talking about the things we're going to be doing and I like to always have something like that for the family to like get excited about and anticipate and look forward to and then again you're like when you're when you're working your butt off you can you know that there's like it's there's like a, a tangible finish line and you've got like a countdown between you know where you are and and, and when that event is going to occur, and, and you can look forward to it and just get excited, and strengthen that 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 muscle of you know celebrating and taking breaks for yourself and recharging your batteries, and and so rituals is the other thing, and, and to provide rituals for yourself, and I've got rituals for like our our teams as well when it comes to celebrating some some big milestones, so some financial milestones, um, for example I. I will often buy myself a a nice bottle of wine, and I'll force myself to look at that nice bottle of wine until I achieve that um, obscene. I like to set kind of obscene targets, and I'll, I'll set an obscene target. And then when I hit that watermark, you know, we celebrate. Um, and we're not big drinkers. We'll we'll spend like three nights, my wife and I, probably drinking a bottle of wine. But it's the it's the symbolic nature of the thing. So I I tend to always have one bottle of wine that's. That's no touchy. I, I can't, um, I can't touch it until I achieve whatever that target is. And uh, it just makes it fun. And then you can, you can kind of reward yourself. That's my, that's my dog biscuit. That's my dog treat. Um, anyways, that's what I wanted to share with you, just because it was top of mind. We were talking about it today. We were talking about constraints, how you can use constraints to just improve your, your focus and the quality of the things that you're, that you're working on, that you're paying attention to. Uh, constraints is number one small kaizen you know change for the better is number two and then number three is rituals so giving yourself things to look forward to small things are big things so small things like if you're into dark chocolate that's that's one of the things I do Or just going out for like a treat of myself or or my wife and I go in for like a nice dinner although that's something I don't really hold off on so more more little just small little treats but um, yeah the rituals and then like vacations, always having something to look forward to. And it could just be like a, a three-day weekend, right? Like we went to Victoria a couple months ago and we just went for two nights and we stayed in, in this nice hotel that kind of looked like a castle. And so our kids thought we were staying in a castle and we look forward to it and all that kind of stuff. So big and small rituals is the other thing. But uh, anyways, I have to get back to my errands. Hope that was uh, useful. And I will catch you guys in the next episode.